Hello, and welcome to Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and hero, Zach. And I am your wife and hero, Diana. And this is the first part of our Questlandia campaign. How are you, my darling? I am better. I had terrible poison ivy. Or, well, rather, we don't know that it was poison ivy. We know that I had a gross allergic reaction after gardening. Mm-hmm. So I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and um, it's I've got a scar now. Hopefully it's not permanent. But I... It's a cool battle scar. I no longer itch like an MFR. So... Well, that's good. There's that. I match my mom now, actually. I thought about this. Because it's in the same spot her psoriasis is, and it kind of looks like her psoriasis. Okay. So I kind of I kind of match my mom now. Okay. So that's like a fun thing. Fun. Well, it's, you know, yay. <laughs> so I'm not itchy anymore, which is that's the, the important real thing. moral of this story. Mm-hmm. Don't get poison ivy on parts that bend. <laughs> I mean, that's, don't get yeah. it at all, but it's especially on parts that bend. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I get... The worst reaction. We don't have to yeah, go into this, but it's summertime. This is my least favorite season because I am going to just be an itchy, hivey mess all summer. I'm going to get a heat rash. Happens every year. I'm going to get bug bites on my ankles and on top of my feet. Do you know how much bug bites hurt on your ankles and on top of your feet? You can only wear the offending shoes until they're healed and it itches like an MF. It's the worst. It's I hate summer. I hope our Patreon supporters are excited for our July campfire pod in which Diana yells about the heat for 30 minutes. It's so hot. (laughs) It's so hot. And I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be made to handle this, but I just can't. I just can't. I'm not made for this. I'm not made for this. Do you want to take your mind off it with Questlandia? Yes, please. So Questlandia is a GM-less game. It is written and designed by Hannah Schaefer and produced by Make Big Things. It is a game about creating a world collaboratively, a fantasy kingdom that Diana and I will contribute to, as well as get some randomized elements to help spur us forward. And then we are going to partially choose, partially create heroes with some grand ambition in that world uh, and play through trying to accomplish our goals. Yeah. Questlandia is a game that is traditionally for three or more players, but uh, I see no reason why it won't work fine with two. And I also talked to Hannah Schaefer on Twitter and they said that it worked well with two players as well. So I think we're going to give it a shot with almost no alterations and just kind of see how it goes. We're going to wing it. That's my favorite way to play games. Yeah. Who needs rules? What is really cool about this game is that the first part of play is just is just fleshing out the world together. It's it's a wonderful world building exercise. One of my favorite world building games, I think. And uh, we're going to get started, see what troubles are plaguing our kingdom, and then get ready to explore it. Let's begin. Yay! So the first thing we are going to do is determine our kingdom's ambition, the thing that uh, gives our kingdom its goal. 
and will inform its norms and ideologies. And that is a six, which means regulation and control. So already I'm seeing, feels like a darker game than our previous Questlandia games. Maybe. I think it'd be interesting to try and play with this ambition and not turn it dark. I don't know how to do that, but I think it'd be interesting to see, to play with it, see how that goes. Um, I feel like regulation isn't inherently negative, but I do feel like control is inherently like an oppressive idea, either within or externally. Do you control your pets? Yes. Are you oppressing them? I'm not being smart. I've never thought about this before. <laughs> Children will say you're I mean, oppressing them. Yes, you right, them. right. Because you're inherently limiting your cat's freedom. We don't let our cat go outside because we don't want her to kill all the birds. You don't let our cat go outside. I, do you let our cat outside? Sometimes when the doors open and I'm letting the air in, she Cruel. just like lays out in the sun, and it's really cute. Cause she's just big ball ball of fur. I don't understand how she doesn't melt. She loves to lay out in the sun. I she's think as long as she's just laying in on the... Yeah, she just lays in the sun. That's not the point. That's so. not the point. I just have never thought about oppressing my animals before. One of the... God, we're going to get so sidetracked tonight. When I was early on reading reading up on vegetarianism in an early book that I read called uh, Krishna and Christ, where the Jordan meets the Ganges, uh, one of the things I... One of the things in it that I read was a sort of a Christian defense of vegetarianism in which the the whole idea being that in the beginning, God gave man dominion over the animals in the same way that a king has dominion over his kingdom. And while you have, while that gives you a certain level of authority, that authority also denotes responsibility. And if a king were to eat his subjects, he would not be a very good king. So why do we find it okay to eat our animals? And I was like, oh, I kind of I like that defense. That's a pretty interesting little uh, thought experiment there. Except that wasn't man also given dominion over the earth? So aren't you committing murder when you eat vegetables? Listen. They're also living things. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> different kingdoms <laughs> listen i gotta use that religion minor every once in a while just throw that card out there you knew way more than i did <laughs> i mean that was that wasn't my own thought so our next thing let's get let's focus up at what time is it nine o'clock at night we're so good at focus after a work day all right we got to figure out our kingdom's troubles the next thing we do is our we generate our kingdom's troubles we draw six cards and the suits of those cards determine the troubles facing our kingdom, and also how severe those troubles are. Okay. How many is that? Is that six? That is six. All Good right. counting. I did, I did a count. You did a count. So we have one uh, trouble in health. Uh, at a one, that indicates that this is a very minor problem. It is just at its onset. Some higher level officials might know about it. Some people who are specialists might know about it, but the general public doesn't. Uh, at a two, we have wealth. So we're having an issue with wealth. Uh, most people on the street would be able to know that there is a recession or something going on in our kingdom. So a little bit of health, a little bit of wealth. And the biggest one is unrest with three. I think every game that we've played with this has an uprising. I don't think any of the games that I have played have a zero in unrest, yeah. which I think makes sense. 
of think that makes sense. I also think that makes a lot of sense with our ambition being regulation and control. Yes. I'm definitely seeing like a dystopian fantasy kingdom at this point uh, where there is some very clear attempts of the higher-ups to control the the subjects and the subjects rebelling. I'm trying really hard to think of a different thing, but that's the thing. I can't think of a different thing. What different direction would you be interested in taking it? I don't like know. do you have any like things that you're trying any alleys that you're like No. You can just barely see? No, I was just trying to think of a way to make it happy, but also controlling. That's kind of hard to do. So, no. I don't think so. I don't think there's a way to go about that. This does feel like a darker one than usual. I'm wondering... That'll be fun. Yeah, I think... I bet it's hard to stay dark. Most people's individual lives are not dark and bleak all the time forever with no ray of happiness ever. Most people have a little bit of sunshine every once in a while. That's true. I am Are you talking about the real world? I mean, yes. But I think you're playing people. At some point, we play people in Mm -hmm. this world. So this world can be a dark and depressing world, but you're still going to have your puppies and rainbows. Like, that's going to happen. They're going to exist. And if you don't make them, I will. So, Okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. Listen, no, I'm all about that. Uh, I'm just trying to kind of think about what might be going on in our kingdom. And I'm thinking about a kingdom that's under occupation or has been annexed by another kingdom. What about a kingdom... Stay with me here. Mm-hmm. What about a kingdom that was the oppressor, but is a dying oppression? That's a bad way to phrase that. Like, it's, it's no longer a thing. It's no longer in control of anything anymore. Per example, Portuguese people, apparently, still believe that their long-lost dead king is going to come back and do a new golden age of Portugal. That's Batch it. The dude died in like 1800, probably less than that. I should do more history lessons. I should know things, but I don't. But like, you know, when they started losing all their wars and all of their colonies started like gaining independence and stuff, that country probably. I see. You know what I'm saying? So this this is a country that once was an imperial power and has lost that imperial power. And their ambition is they want to they're trying to get that again. Yes. This is just in relation to an earlier conversation that we had had. Is the only reason I'm thinking of it. Okay. I think that is interesting. I think my question there is... We would be the bad guys. I don't want to be the bad guys. Yeah, that's fair. I have no interest in being... In playing an imperial power in this game. Yeah, that's fine. We don't have to... It's just a tangential thought that came from an earlier conversation that we had. Okay. Let's do our... I like annexed. Yeah, I also don't know if I want to... I don't know. I'm... Maybe we're thinking too hard on yes. what this needs to look like right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. My last thing is that I'm just, I'm wondering if I want to re-roll our ambition because I'm so disinterested in dystopia right now. I'm just so like, dystopia is is so heart numbing to me at this moment. Did you roll a six again? No, I'm keeping it a secret from you. Give me the book. No, I think we should no, keep the first one we I wanna, rolled. I want to see if it's more interesting. Give me the book. Oh, no, this is much more interesting. No, we should keep. It's more interesting. What is it? Trade. An industry. Let's do trade and end. No. Yes, let's do trade no, and industry. No, we should keep the first Let one we rolled. We should you... play by the rules. No, F the rules. We're already breaking the rules. There's only two of us. Just because we have the blessing of the creator doesn't mean that we're not breaking the rules. We're rule breakers. Let's break the rules. I hate breaking the rules. I don't like control. I want to change it. I get to break the rules. I'm let's just, change it. I'm just so... This is a good moment for all of you 
people out there in the world listening to us do an actual play. If the game setting isn't working for you, you can modify it so that it does work for you. Yeah, I just think I We're not hate... changing the game. We're just modifying it so that we're having more fun with it. I... We're playing You're within right. the confines of the rules. You're right. I just hate to give up on something because when you... I like, for instance, for example, in this game, the constraint of the randomly generated ambition. Because I like those constraints because in those constraints is what is born creativity, right? It's the same beauty that comes from poetry. You impose these constraints on you and then you find amazing ways to work within those constraints to create something beautiful. Yes. So I hate to cheat those constraints because I feel like I'm giving up an an attempt to create something beautiful. On the same token, never play a game that you're not interested in playing. I I, I 100% agree with you on that. If if you don't want to play that setting, don't force yourself to do it. Um, And to that end, all I can see in that role and these cards is dystopia. And I'm finding a lot of trouble working within that constraint to create something that I want to explore. And I'm so oversaturated with dystopia that oh, that I'm, I'm cool with us re-rolling. I also think we are still working within the randomly generated. I didn't pick one that I liked. I rolled again. Mm-hmm. I just rolled a different time. Yeah. And I got something different. So we're still playing within that random world but also sometimes the first time you write down a sentence it's bad and you need to do it again that's true so sometimes re-roll your dice all you players out there the next time you roll a nat one or a super failure train cars dub what i don't know number snake eyes snake eyes next time you roll a snake eyes play this clip for your gm and maybe he'll let you re-roll or she'll let you re-roll or they'll let you re-roll I will never let you re-roll. I know you will never let me re-roll, but, you know, maybe if I play this clip, it'll happen. See, see, I'm already more into this ambition because I'm seeing, when I see industry and trade, I'm thinking, I don't know, there's so many more, there's so many things in this that I'm more interested in, uh, especially since we just wrapped the Segaranza campaign, which was all about regulation and control. I just can't do it anymore. That's fair. We should just cut all of that but i actually think it made for very interesting discussion so we're gonna keep it i think it's very important for people to hear that um we don't care about rules (laughs) we don't (laughs) do not put that on the record i don't care about rules i will put that on all the records make up the rules this is a made-up game anyway (laughs) all games are made up exactly so our ambition is industry and trade our primary trouble is unrest with a significant issue with wealth, which makes sense yeah. for uh, if our ambition is trade and industry. I am wondering where the unrest is coming from, but we can get to that. We can figure that out as we continue. I think we are South Korea. Interesting. Okay. So the next thing that we do... I, hold on. I just realized that no one else is going to understand why I said that. And I don't know that I need to explain it, but Zach understands what I said. There's a reason I said that. Well, now I feel like you need to explain it because now I don't. It's think about I know. the entertainment industry. Oh yes, okay, yeah. okay all right. yeah. <laughs> like they export entertainment. Ooh, can we talk about that really quick? Yes. All right. So one of the super interesting things I learned about this at work, writing a, an essay on South Korea. One of the super interesting things is that South Korea's industry was locked in a lot of ways because of the situation with North Korea. The most common way for a country to kickstart its industry and its technology is to invest in the military because military is 
going to invest like look at new technologies and a lot of times those technologies trickle down into other uh areas right so that's how we got microwaves and and gps and gps but south korea wasn't able to do that they couldn't invest in the military because it could be seen as an act of aggression they couldn't invest in agriculture because they're so they're so strapped for arable land so what they did was they invested in entertainment and became one of the one of if not the biggest exporter of entertainment in the known world competing heavily with the united states uh like you tend to think of like the united states as the big export of pop culture but really south korea is really kicking our butts in a lot of ways because that was what they invested their money into and it has created this whole government subsidized industry of entertainment that is basically making the other industries flourish through that avenue it's really fascinating he gets this look when he talks about nerd stuff it's really cute <laughs> it's a really good look so uh, welcome to you're our probably podcast very familiar with that because you watch a ton of korean i dramas love k-dramas they were a thing i discovered last summer and they were the best thing that ever happened to me but also the worst we're 20 minutes in and we have not played this game let's create our world do it. So the next thing is that we are going to go around and we are going to come up with some features and norms of our kingdom. These are elements of our kingdom, things like geography, climate, uh, architecture, as well as laws and customs, cultural artifacts that help to define our kingdom. We are going to take turns uh, presenting things. We both have the power of veto. So if something you're not feeling it, you can veto it. And we are going to create... I don't know how many of these we're going to create. Don't we have to create nine? I don't know if we have to create all nine. Let's try and create all nine. Okay. Let's create nine. So, what do you think for your... What what do you think about our kingdom? I have an idea. So, I looked over and I saw my first angel figure from Neon Genesis Evangelion. And... Pause. What? That weird thing with bones on its shoulders is called an angel? We have got to do our Evangelion podcast. This is terrible. We've got to do our Evangelion. I'm not interested. We have to do our Eva podcast. So I think that our kingdom has, our kingdom utilizes golems for its, uh, for like hard labor and manual work. We summon, uh, we summon and forge creatures to do a lot of our manual work. That's fine. And they vary in size and shape and function. I was going to give everybody a familiar. That's too many animals. That's too many things. Uh, well, you could add a norm that everyone has a paired golem. I don't like that. I don't want that. Or or maybe, or do it anyway. Do that with everybody has a familiar. No. Do you want to veto mine and we can, everybody no, has a familiar? No, because I like the golems. It's better than the familiar. Kind of like everyone having a paired golem. That can be yours. You can do that next, but I have to come up with one first. Because that's the rule. The rule says you you can't go twice in a row. Um, And, I mean, we've broken one rule. We really can't push our luck. There are a lot of creeks and streams that lead to a very, very large river. And that's why we have all the mud to make the golems. 
Okay. I'm here's how I'm picturing it. I'm picturing like every great house is near a larger stream, and everybody lives near a stream or a creek. Okay, so we're, it's, it sounds like kind of like wetlands. Kind not of, like quite le- wetlands, but like there's a lot of natural flowing water. Okay, but it's not necessarily like wetlands. All right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And did you say there was one major river? It so, all like, leads into one major, and I'm thinking okay. like Rio Grande, like. Big, big Okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like Amazon Nile. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is yours the golems attached? No. I'm going to say that I want us to, I want our kingdom to have rudimentary gunpowder weapons, but I'm not sure if that is a, I'm not sure if that falls under features and norms. I think so. I think so. We utilize, yeah, yeah. So we, uh, we're in a, we're in a early gunpowder age. Now, when you say early gunpowder, do you mean fireworks or do you mean musket balls? Um, I'm thinking, I am thinking like uh, muskets and I'm actually thinking like, yeah, I'm thinking muskets. Musket and arquebus. You said a thing that I don't know what that means. It's a big musket. Okay. That's an oversimplification, but. I want airships. Okay. But I don't know what that looks like. So I don't know if that's a blimp. Which might be a little bit more appropriate. What if they're flying golems? I really don't like golems. The more you say the word, the more I'm like, ugh, grass. What? Are you thinking, what? Golems. Yeah, why gross? Made of clay and Jewish? Well, traditionally, like the actual mythology comes from Jewish tradition. But um, I think in like the fantasy realm, it's come to mean more of just a... A construct. We could say constructs if you're more comfortable with that. No, it's not the word golem. It's the concept of them. Car- <laughs> I don't know. They just don't. I'm, they're not my favorite. There okay. are other I, dragons. Dragons are cool too. Like I don't know. I think a norm is since just about everybody has golems. Um, is that when you are meeting a new person, you do not address the person first. You, like, introduce yourself to their golem first. Ooh, I like that. So people's golems sort of act as proxies for themselves. And, and, and like, before you become, before you become, like, familiar with somebody, you have to... Become familiar with their golem. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. I think that our kingdom is in a moderate Mediterranean climate. Explain. Give examples. Uh, so I'm thinking of, like, California or... Italy is a Mediterranean climate, but I don't know if that's hitting the moderateness that I'm thinking of. It is warm and comfortable, and um, it rarely gets terribly cold, and it rarely gets terribly hot. Do I need to move to a Mediterranean place? Probably. God, I think... So I've got this image in my head that's, like, um, very Greek. I'm thinking of, like, a bunch of Greek gods hanging out on it. It's like Mm -hmm. Mount Olympus. So it's, like, on a mountain... And these streams kind of like beautifully flow down the mountain and lead all into the river that kind of is at the base of this mountain. It's very green and it's very warm and yeah. So on a mountain. I'm thinking of this like, I don't know if I've seen it somewhere, probably in Fantasia, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, But it's like very idyllic and very pretty and the streams kind of beautifully move down and it's very large. So like, you know the same stream might have a couple houses on it. And mm-hmm. I think when I say that people kind of live near the streams, 
I think the streams are essentially the streets. Like, where do you live? Oh, I live along stream oh, okay. A or whatever. All right. That sounds like two slightly different things. No, I'm just calling back to the okay. people living. So I think this is just a very large mountain that we live on. All right, so, so we live on a mountain? We live on a mountain. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to do all vehicles, including airships, are animated. I didn't write airships. I know. Oh, okay. That's my... When you say animated... They're golems. The sh- the the vehicles themselves mm-hmm. are golems. Mm-hmm. Are they like Herbie? Are they talking to me? No. Well, yeah, maybe. I'm picturing like you're gonna hate this a big, uh, cons- constructed like beetle, except instead where its shell would be, you have like a big canvas like wagon top, and people are like sitting inside steering the beetle. The big beetle looks like an ulm from. Uh, you don't have to keep giving details. This Nausicaa. Is, this is gross enough. All right. Uh, and then the like the airships are similar, just like huge. Um, if you've ever played Shadow of the Colossus, the flying like I have not. dragon bug. Uh, I would like to ask you a very quick question. Mm-hmm. You know your wife. You, I would presume you know her mm-hmm. after 11 years. And you just said, if you've ever played... And then you inserted a video game. Well, and I can't imagine a world in which you thought I actually played well, any I, video game. Do you know what the video game I've played is? I was I was talking to our listeners. Oh, because we're a podcast. That might make because we do it. We do a show together, and some some people sometimes <laughs> listen to it. So I was talking. I was talking to them. All right, window into our marriage, like <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Are we doing enough? We have we don't have any like laws or anything about government or like really cultural stuff. Just a lot I, of tech. I added a, I added a cultural thing. You introduce yourself to the golem first. Yes, that's true. That's true. I I'm going. Yes, I'm going too much into tech. All of my stuff is tech. That's the problem. We live in a. I know there's a name for this. Like a the you're the you you killed the last king. You're so strong. You're the king now. Like how Ragnar became Earl mm-hmm. in Vikings. There's a name for that. I don't know what it is. You think we're that, like... I don't necessarily think it's bloodshed. I just think that, like, you become... It's not lineage you, you, that becomes... You depose. Yeah. You you depose the leader, and that's how you become the leader. But I don't necessarily think it's bloodshed. But I think I did that already, and that's super boring. What if there's, I like... I don't think you did that. We did What that. if... Ooh, better. I like this one better. There is an oracle... We have an oracle, and the oracle decides who's the leader. Okay. So since there's only two of us, this game has a mechanic called uh, ownership, basically, where everybody takes ownership over something. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to do that since there's only two of us. I think, yeah. we, I think we can just kind of collaborate on stuff. I think that's fair. Can I ask you a question about the oracle? Please do. Could the oracle be a golem? I feel like the oracle has to be a golem. Yes. Because the oracle lives forever. Cool. All right. So there's an oracle golem that determines the the leader. Determines everything, but one of the things they determine is the leader. Okay. Well, not everything. No, determines leader. I'm sure it's sought out for other things as well. Yeah. So, like, you could be Aladdin, right? Like, you could be a nobody thief, and the oracle could be like, hey, you, you're the person in charge. You're the... um. I don't know what's a not awful... T- You're the prime minister. Good job. 
kept thinking of emperor. Like, that's not really the... Is there like a... You're the leader, but that sounds silly. Yeah, we could do... We could do minister. Ugh. Or... Mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm. Presidente. No, that's worse. Well, or, you know, we could... When we come up with our language, we could come up with a term for it. You're so smart. Uh, we have one more feature or norm to come up with. Everyone's all green. I've, <laughs> <laughs> all I've done is uh, technology. I think the biggest celebrities in this um, in this kingdom are people who make uh, golems into art. They're like like summoners as celebrity. Is that what they're called? When you make a golem, aren't you more of a sculptor? I don't know. Are you make in this world? Are we making golems out of clay? Uh, yeah, I think you established that with all the water. I did, but I was operating under, I guess, a different definition of golem. I think that the golems are a combination of ceramic outer skeleton and a black mass, like a unnamed black mass. I'm sure it has a name. Let's call it Aether. This is so. Gross! Like, how can you talk about that and not be gross? I feel like I'm talking to a bag of spiders. This is disgusting. Okay. Um, Do you want to veto that? No, it's fine. The black mass is called ether. They're made of ceramic and ether. This is too much information. What are we writing down? That there's a black mass called ether or that the artists are the celebrities? Art, uh, summoners are celebrities. The okay. biggest celebrities are summoners. Um, you know at the begin of beginning of Little Witch Academia when she sees ah uh, crap what's the name of the celebrity witch shiny something I have no idea I don't even remember what you're talking about you don't remember Little Witch Academia nope well in the start of Little Witch Academia she goes and sees a magic show by the big witch and it's beautiful and it's magical oh, and it's wonderful oh yeah and I'm when just, she's a little girl yeah and then she finds that lady's thing yeah and then the thing does the thing and then some more stuff happens uh huh exactly. Yeah. So I'm imagining there's like shows where summoners like build these ornate, beautiful constructs to music and lights and stuff and cool. It's pretty. It creates life for show? Yeah. What do you do with it afterwards? This is a fucked up society. This is a fucked up society. Our goal is industry and trade. I think our whole like welcome to capitalism. (laughs) Fucked <laughs> it up, created life, and then it was just like, "Hey, bye! I made you impossible to move." It's a, it's a, it's a metaphor, Diana. No, it wasn't. Our next step is we come up with a bunch of syllables, and then we are going to come up with our kingdom name. So we make the syllables so that we have a base language for naming things, because we have to name our country. We have to name. I say country. We have to name our kingdom. We have to name ourselves. And anything else that needs a name comes from this list of syllables. So I'm going to pause the recording while we come up with a bunch of uh, syllables. Our kingdom name is Bo-Kafrit. It's, it's Bo-Kafrit. It's not Bo-Kafrit. There's no spaces. It's just Bo-Kafrit. <laughs> uh, if, well, if you put a space, then it's two words and it's a different name. It's not Bo-Kafrit. It's Bo-Kafrit. It's Bocafrit. Bocafrit. Bocafrit, uh, based off of the 12 syllables that we came up with that are just absolutely wild. Listen, 
the first time we ever played this game, it was all hard consonant sounds. Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing in the world. I think we did a little bit better this time. <laughs> a little bit more of a mix. So, uh, all right, cool. So we have our kingdom's ambition, some features and norms, and a name. The last thing that we do before we come up with characters, we randomly generate characters, is just kind of summarizing a story for our kingdom. So some things that we know is that Bokafrit uh, is a kingdom that is on a mountain where beautiful rivers and streams. streams. Not rivers. Well, one large river and many streams. No. The streams feed into the river. The river is not a part of the mountain that's at the bottom of it. I don't know if I was clear about that. No. Oh, you don't want the major river to be running it, through the mountain? No, it's on the bottom of the mountain. That's how I pictured it. I mean, we can we can workshop it. If you want it to be on the mountain, that's fine. But when I pictured it, I pictured all of the streams and creeks that are on the mountain feeding into the river at the bottom. Well, I definitely... Okay. I think the massive river at the bottom, mm-hmm. sure. But I think there's rivers in the mountain. Okay. I don't want there just to be streams and creeks on the mountain because those are those are very small. Yeah, I know they're really small. I'm from Pennsylvania. I know what a stream <laughs> and a creek is. Okay, so the massive river at the base of the mountain? Yes, the massive river at the base of the mountain. But yeah, rivers. Yeah, sure. Rivers and creeks on the mountaintop. Well, not mountaintop, mountainside. Okay. Uh, we know that we build and summon golems. We have a moderate Mediterranean climate, which in a mountain is... I'm picturing Greek, like Greece. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Like Mount Olympus. Uh, And our ambition is industry and trade. We are trying to uh, build more. And there is some severe, severe unrest. Freedom for the golems. I don't know if the golems are actually sapient. doesn't matter if the golems are sapient. That's the unrest. The people want freedom for the golems. Would you want freedom for your car? If your car could talk to you... There's absolutely someone out in the world. There are freegans. And there are people who think that when that when you cut a plant, you hurt the plant. But, I mean, you do hurt the plant. But, like, I'm saying, I think that there would be people who were like, no, don't do that. I don't, th- I don't know if I want that to... Be, I don't think I want that to be the major source of unrest, though. Okay. I mean, if you're really dead set on it. I'm really not. There are very few things I'm dead set on in life. Um, you were one of them. That was about it. That was the last thing I was dead set on. I'm kind of more interested in unrest either with the oracle or with whoever the oracle last chose. Mm. I think the oracle... Porquelonos dos. The whole system. Yeah. I like that. Especially if, like, people are paired... Well, yeah, no, we did say that people are kind of paired with golems and that they... Hmm, Okay. So what do you think is... I think it would be really interesting if the unrest was about the oracle because the oracle could see something coming. So any, like, uprisings would be very difficult to do. I think it would would add a really interesting element of secrecy and planning. It would be very much like the end of push, which I think is cool. Um, It could be about the whole system and the oracle is just kind of caught up in the system Right? Like, so it's not really about the Oracle, but it's about the system. I feel like going after the person they just elected is, I don't want to say cheap, but not interesting. Okay. I kind of like going after the Oracle. I'm not going after the Oracle, but the unrest being about the Oracle. 
perhaps the oracle has made i mean we have a we have some wealth issues and we have some unrest issues so maybe the oracle has made some bad calls lately maybe people think that oracle is going bad it's recent uh divinations have not been like proving fruitful and there's been there's been some issues yeah and maybe people especially since the oracle is the one and only oracle it's not like it's replaced every year so maybe people are like well maybe it's past time maybe this oracle is falling apart i'm coming back around to maybe not freedom for the golems but i think there is an i'm coming back around to this idea that there is some sort of issue with the golems. I think the issue the golems do have to be at the source of the unrest because our ambition is industry and trade. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like golems are the primary form of industry. Yeah. Um, there are robots. Yeah. So I think... In every robot movie and TV show, there's always an uprising about freeing the robots. Yeah. We've just made clay and, and not robotic robots. Yeah, I'm waffling. This feels like too close to the like oppression dystopia thing that I wanted to stay from away from in the beginning. To, I don't think it needs to be that. Let's do the Oracle then. The Oracle has been maybe the Oracle has been extremely cryptic and will not decipher what the Oracle is saying and so it's led people's interpretations of what the Oracle is saying to be bad and lead to the wealth issues that we're having. And so now people instead of playing because we were blaming the people who interpreted it poorly, we're now directly blaming the oracle, being like, "You mfr, just be more direct." Yeah. So, so we're we're this uh, we're this mountainside kingdom that discovered that the that started using the clay from our rivers to summon these constructs, um, and with that, we've become an industrial power, a trading power. Because we have lots of free manual labor, mm-hmm. but the recent decisions by the golem that is our oracle have been have been causing problems for us, and we've been having some issues with money coming in. I wonder if it's been like the golem and the person that it put in charge have been like making us increasingly isolationist Mm. and we're trying to fight back for more open and free trade i like that i think that's i think that's a pretty good yeah the next time we pick our characters and get started well uh do you want we can generate our characters now and then i think it makes more sense to generate the characters and then pick our characters than to just generate the characters now and then pick them later i think we could generate them now pick them and then we'll flesh them out for next time oh yeah okay we can do that i'll do that yeah so the way we create characters is we draw three cards and those are going to determine the types of characters so we have a merchant who could be a shopkeep trader or peddler an aristocrat which could be a noble elite or upper crust and an advisor who is a counseling mentor or guide their drives the aristocrats drive is hold on i'm bad at tradition and preservation the merchants drive is knowledge and truth and the advisors drive is adventure and wanderlust two of them have fallen on misfortune and one of them has fallen on fortune recently. I don't know which one I want. I think that I... So 
we should since there's only going to be two of us and we're only going to have relationships with one another Mm -hmm. do we want to try to be an adventuring pair or do we like want to just keep going with like the solo style adventure that Questlandia can be very good at I don't know this is a merchant who's into adventuring Uh, that is a merchant who is into knowledge and truth who I think I'm leaning towards that makes sense and then this is an advisor who's into adventuring. Yes. And this is an aristocrat who's into tradition. Yes. I think I am going to go with the advisor who's into adventure. Are you sure? I didn't take the one that you were interested in, right? Nope. I wasn't interested in any of them. That sounded poorly. Should we, <laughs> should we, do we want to make one more character? No, it's not that I wasn't interested. It's that I wasn't leaning one way or the other with any of these characters. Like I wasn't more interested in one character than the other. All right, then I'm going to go with the merchant with a drive towards knowledge and truth. And you're going with... The advisor, which I don't know what that looks like yet, um, who drive whose drive is adventure. So some subtypes of advisor include counselor, mentor, and guide, just as a... I know. Yeah. Yeah. So we will flesh out those characters and we will introduce them next time and get started on our first round. And that is the beginning of Questlandia. that is it for this week thank you so much for joining us we really hope you enjoyed this episode we want to give a special thank you to zach b our editor and producer if you didn't hear just like so many unnecessary side conversations and you're still probably gonna hear a lot of those yeah but like a lot more and also awkward silences and erasing and penciling if you don't hear any of that you can thank zach b our editor We also want to thank In Love with a Ghost for the use of their song Chilling at Nemu's Place off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with a Ghost at inlovewithaghost.bandcamp.com. You can also find them on Spotify or pretty much probably anywhere else. I also think they're on YouTube. Check them out. Listen to them. Please make sure that you find us and rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. It really means a lot to us and it helps other people find us. So please take a second of your time. Remember that old middle school, high school login for iTunes? Yeah, right. Back when you had that iPod Nano and rate and subscribe to us. I'm really dating myself here. That was bad. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts. And make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Uh, We love hearing from you. We love talking to you. We've also recently made an Instagram, also at HeartPointsPod, where you can find us. We don't post there much, but we are working on it. Trying to do more social media-wise. Right now, it's just a bunch of pictures of Diana. And by bunch, I mean two. Yes. So that'll change because that's <laughs> weird. So that'll change. Uh, we want to give a special, special thank you to our patrons who, for allowing us to keep this show going and t- for allowing us to try out these different games. If you would like to become a patron of the show, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. When you follow us and when you find us on Patreon, you are directly supporting the show and you're helping it become better every week. If you become a patron, you get some really cool rewards, like access to our Discord, a monthly campfire pod, and other special things. 
So anything that you can give is super, super helpful. So thank you so much. Yes. Every single one of our patrons, no matter what level, are helping us immensely to keep the show going and keep doing cool things and trying new and weird different games. And I know everyone is waiting with bated breath for us to return to a long-form campaign, and uh, it will happen soon slash eventually, but I'm having a lot of fun with these shorter games. So thank you so much to everyone who has who has donated and um, helped us continue the show and making it better. Thank you all so much for joining us in Questlandia today and Bo Kefrit. We hope as you return back to the real world that you continue to have a very nice day. But like a very, very nice one. Mm-hmm.